You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast. I'm Shani Carruthers, and today I'm joined by Josh Friday, California's Chief Service Officer within the Office of Governor Gavin Newsom to lead service, volunteer, and civic engagement efforts throughout California. Josh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's awesome to be here. Yeah, well, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so excited to learn about all of the great things in California. Um, And one of those great things is California Volunteers. What is that? California Volunteers is an office uh, within the governor's office here in California, as you mentioned, overseeing volunteerism, service, civic engagement. But really, it's around this idea of how do we engage all Californians in being part of the solutions to the, some of the biggest challenges we have. And Governor Newsom is very, very uh, animated and motivated to think about how we bring people together through service. And and so he created a cabinet level position for service and, and I'm charged with uh, executing the mission. So as the one who is in charge, what does that role entail? How does that connect to the overall vision? So we oversee all the programs that California volunteers run, which which start off with all AmeriCorps programs in the state of California, which is service opportunities for for people to receive a stipend and a scholarship for college. Uh, And so we oversee and administer those programs throughout the state. But since Governor Newsom got elected, we've created some really exciting new innovative programs to really think about how do we engage people differently? How do we bring people together in community? How do we connect them? And how do we really make them part of the solution uh, so people feel empowered, so people feel like there's actually something they can do on big issues like climate change and poverty and homelessness and education. And so we've launched programs uh, that I'm hoping we'll get a chance to talk about, like College Corps and the country's first Climate Action Corps uh, and other initiatives to really try to engage Californians in new and innovative ways. And you mentioned some of those um, challenges that are prevalent in California. And are there other challenges that you all are working on in general um, around um, the California Volunteers Program? Yes. Since we're in the governor's office, really our job is to, to react and respond to what are the priorities of the state. So I'll just give a quick example. For the last few weeks, we've been inundated with atmospheric rivers that have caused just enormous flooding uh, and and damage throughout our state. And so we've had uh, our service members deploy to the front lines to deal with some of the, the recovery uh, efforts and, and the mitigation efforts. Uh, we've had volunteers step up across the state during this disaster time. Uh, and we've asked, because of a program we launched called Neighbor to Neighbor, where we asked neighbors to check on each other during times of disaster uh, to, to really step up and protect each other. And that's an example of how uh, in times of disaster, California volunteers is stepping into action by calling on all Californians and saying, there's actually something that you can do to make a real difference and here's how you do it. Uh, but really, it's, it's no, no matter the priority for the state, you know, climate change is something California is leading on because we're living it. It's not just the, the fires uh, that are, are uh, devastating much of our state for the last several years, uh, but the floods that we're just, we just experienced the last couple of weeks. Um, the drought, the 1,200-year drought uh, that we are experiencing and that we've, we're calling on all Californians to step up and take action around that. So really, no matter what the issue is, we've created programs and opportunities for every Californian to be able to step up and, and really to work together in communities to solve these issues. You have to have so many great stories. Can you think, <laughs> can you think of one to share? Um, yeah, and I wish, honestly, uh, I wish I wish we could have all of our fellows and our and our service members and volunteers on. They're much more interesting. And really, they're the inspiring ones. 
Um, but uh, I'll, I'll share, you know, one story um, uh, from our maybe our Climate Action Corps. Uh, of it's a, a young woman uh, who was uh, born and raised in, in Compton, uh, California, um, in a low-income area of our state uh, in LA, and um, and found she found out about the our Climate Action Corps program and got incredibly motivated about the idea of learning about sustainability and learning what it means so that she could bring it back to her community and she could educate her community and empower her community. And she's now in the second year of our Climate Action Corps program doing really important work around uh, planting trees and urban greening. And as we know in places like Los Angeles, but also places all over the country uh, where we have these things called, called heat islands, there's been a massive underinvestment in poor and low-income communities around urban greening and tree planting. So we have a young person like this example, uh, Amaya, who is able to do something really positive that in, that helps all of our state, that helps our communities, that's helping climate change deal with the, the, the existential issue there. But she's doing it in a way that is allowing her to go back to her community and empower the people she grew up with. And to me, that's the kind of inspiring story that we're seeing all over California. And I know that's just one of so many. Um, And maybe what's even led you to get into this work. Like, why did you decide that this was the career for you? What is your path? Yeah, I appreciate that. I I think for me, um, I've always wanted to just even from a very young age, I've always wanted to try to make a difference. I've always wanted to try to have an impact on the world uh, and make change. I think I was maybe because of the way my parents raised me or the things that I saw and experienced growing up, I saw that there's huge inequities, uh, there's huge injustices in our world. um, And and I wanted to do something about it. And it's been my experience that service has given me that avenue to actually do something about it. That we we have this this really this, um, this really gift that was been given to us, I think, in America, despite all of, all of our faults and all of our shortcomings, we have this gift of democracy to be able to actually impact the world around us. But in order to do that, you got to step up and engage and you have to be able to, to, to jump in uh, to do something. And service for me has given me that path. And whether it's as a high school student being able to work on international poverty and health in the Dominican Republic, uh, or as a officer in the United States Navy, being able to respond to one of the biggest uh, natural disasters when I was in uh, Japan and we had the, the tsunami, the earthquake and the nuclear disaster and seeing the impact that, that we could have in helping people uh, through our military operations there uh, or serving as, a, uh, as the mayor of my hometown and understanding and seeing how you can make a difference locally. It's always been my avenue to try to create change. And what excited me so much about Governor Newsom's vision, about him wanting to really invest in this work in a new way, is that it would give me the opportunity to empower others and give others the chance to create change themselves. That's the power of service. It's the power to come together with people who look very differently than you, who think differently, have different backgrounds, and accomplish something great together around a common mission, a common purpose. And we need more opportunities like that. We know how divided we are. We know how isolated and polarized we are. And I think people are hungry uh, for something different. I certainly am in my life. I certainly don't don't, uh, love the the polarization and how divided we all feel. Uh, And so if we could figure out ways 
to, uh, to bring people together, uh, but also allow them to solve uh, problems at the same time in the, in, the, in the way that I've always wanted to do to actually create real change, then to me, that's, that's super exciting. And I jumped at the opportunity. So when you find that power in volunteerism, what is the benefit to communities and individuals? Yeah, well, I guess we I guess we'll start with um, maybe start with communities, because I think everyone thinks about uh, volunteerism is, is about really helping others. And then I'm going to get to the individuals, because I think in some ways that's the more interesting uh, part of this work um, in communities. I think it's always been the story. It's the only way we actually create change is by having individuals uh, and passionate people step up and say, we need to do things differently. And I'm going to, I'm going to roll up my sleeves uh, and I'm going to dig in and, and we're going to, and we're going to create that change, whether that's by tutoring an individual uh, and creating the change in that young person's life uh, forever, whether that's showing up to a city council meeting and trying to change a law or pass an ordinance uh, that's going to change the community, uh, people stepping up and individuals stepping up uh, to serve others uh, is literally one, the foundation of our entire democratic society, but it's also the only way we create change. And so the power of why we're trying to create more opportunities for people is because we recognize um, that people need this outlet. People need to feel like they have a sense of agency, that they can change the world around them. Uh, and we want to try to uh, assist with that. And we've seen the impact. We've seen whole communities change because of the tree planting uh, programs we've run. Uh, we've seen whole communities change uh, around uh, the way people, they respond to disaster and they support each other uh, in their community. So uh, we, we think that this work is fundamental to how a community really deal, to, deals with problems that they're facing and tackling it together. On, in terms of individuals, you know, I, I'll share. I saw this. Uh, I saw this wonderful movie recently that I that I've I've uh, I've made our whole executive team watch, and and soon our, our entire team will see it. Uh, it's on Netflix, uh, and I'm not just promoting them, but it was such a sweet story. It was called Mission Joy, and it was the it was the story of this beautiful friendship between the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. Uh, and, it, and they have this beautiful friendship. But what, they, what, what the movie was about is them exploring their, in their friendship, what does joy mean and what does happiness mean? And they both, they both sort of conclude uh, in their storytelling and in their own lives something that I've known to be true for me personally, but something that I think we hear over and over and over again from our, uh, from our volunteers across California which is that the heart of joy, the heart of happiness is when you help other people. It's when you're connected to other people. It's when you are able to uh, feel like you have a sense of purpose and it's benefiting others. And that, that feeling uh, that we all get around the holidays when we give gifts to others or we volunteer uh, or we make a difference in somebody else's lives, that is such a critical part of just being a human being. It's, it's the essence of being a human being in many ways. And we know, that it's, it's, we know that it impacts your mental health. We know from research it impacts your physical health to volunteer. Uh, and we also know that it's critical for economic success. Communities that have high rates of volunteerism are more resilient in economic downturns. People who volunteer are more likely to get jobs because of the networking and the social capital that comes from building these relationships. And so we know the impact 
that that service and volunteerism has on not just solving problems in communities, but on actual individuals, which brings us to the crux of the whole question and the whole mission of California Volunteers, which is how do we make this accessible to everybody? How do we make sure that every Californian and ultimately every American has this opportunity to feel like they can make a difference in somebody else's life uh, and that and that they have real value. And that's one of the core principles of our work is that everybody has something valuable to contribute. Everybody. Martin Luther King said, and we just recently celebrated Martin Luther King Day. Martin Luther King said in one of his greatest speeches uh, just a couple months before he died called The Drum Major Instinct, that everybody can be great because everyone can serve. And we believe that in California. We believe that everyone can be great. We want everyone to be great. But we also know that there's economic barriers, there's social barriers, uh, and there's other obstacles to doing that. And we're, we're working really hard to try to break those barriers down and create more opportunities for everyone to really enjoy all of these benefits. So how do you make it accessible to everyone? Part of it is we have to create the opportunities. We have to invest in the actual civic infrastructure that's necessary to make it available for everyone. So Governor Newsom is the the first governor to really in California to really invest literally hundreds of millions of dollars to create programs like our College Corps program, which is creating debt-free pathways for low-income students who commit to serve for an academic year while they're in school, and they receive $10,000 for their service. We call it the California GI Bill. Uh, I'm a veteran, and so it's easy for me to understand it that way. But the concept is simple. If you serve, we're going to help you pay for college. And these students are are receiving not just graduating with less debt, uh, but they're also receiving really important real-life work and experience while they're in school. They're building social capital. They're building the networks to, to launch their career. They're also helping the community in a really big way. Uh, and we're graduating a generation of young people who now understand how to come together and work with people from different backgrounds to solve problems. So in our, from our perspective, a program like that is a complete win-win-win. And we did it by investing. And that's the key is that we actually need to put resources into breaking down these barriers and, and building that infrastructure. And we've been able to, and we're very proud of this with our College Corps program as just one tiny example. Uh, we've been able to uh, uh, make it eligible for the first time and, and really the only program that we know of in the country that's a service program eligible for AB 540 eligible dreamers, which is our dreamer population, who because most a lot of national service programs are federally funded, they're excluded because of state investment, we've been able to include them. So part is, is, is we have to invest in creating these opportunities um, for them. Uh, for for all Californians and, and ultimately all Americans. Uh, and we've done the same with our climate core by making sure that we we made the stipend and the scholarship, which is up to $10,000 as well, high enough that people can serve the communities they grew up in, no matter where they grew up in. But I think part of all this is also changing a culture and creating a culture of service where we send the message from not just not just governors and politicians, but CEOs who are willing to say, if you serve in your community or volunteer, we're going we're gonna to hire you. Um, university presidents saying, if you're going to graduate our college, we want you to have a service experience. Principals who are willing to say uh, to their students that when you, when you graduate, we want as much as we want you to know math and science, we want you to be a, a responsible citizen as well. We want you to understand 
how beneficial volunteering and services in your life as well as the community. So we need to create a culture where our leaders are calling on people to serve, are expecting people to serve, and then actually investing in creating the opportunity for them to do so. So I'm curious if there are other ways that you're embedded in the school system. You gave us a couple of great examples. Um, so curious if you're if there's some other things you're doing and how you created that alignment so that even the workforce began to value um, the culture of service and the university presidents as well. Yeah, so with our College Corps uh, example, just to begin with, uh, we have across the state of California, we're partnering with 46 universities, and we have over 3,200 students involved in this College Corps program. Half of those students are spending this year, their year of service, working as tutors and mentors in our low-income schools across California. So they're working very directly inside of schools helping those uh, students who were most affected by, by COVID, helping them recover um, creating, and creating connections with those students. Uh, and we did that because it's just, we recognized it was a top priority and we needed to provide uh, more of this work. Um, we also have thousands of other tutors through our AmeriCorps programs uh, that are tutoring and mentoring uh, in the schools. Um, and so we, uh, we see that, uh, that having our young people served by, by working in the schools is critical. We're also uh, going to be doing a pilot that's going to be starting next year uh, of how do we scale service learning in high schools? How do we create real meaningful opportunities uh, for students? I think we see a lot of schools across uh, the country are starting to require or have required uh, volunteer opportunities uh, in order to graduate. Our question we're going to ask ourselves is how do you make that a meaningful opportunity? Something that really is helping a young person find their place in the world Find, find a community to belong to, find purpose and connection so that that volunteer experience is, is not just showing up and parking cars at a, at a fundraiser on a Saturday, but is, is deeply embedded in meaningful work for the community. So we're, we're working on that. And then, um, and then in terms of how we're, we're thinking about uh, the, the jobs work, because this, this is a critical piece. We know in California, for instance, uh, over the next 10 years, there's going to be a need for a million jobs in the clean, new clean and green economy. And so the question we're asking ourselves is with programs like our Climate Action Corps, where we have, we have uh, Californians who are passionate about this issue, they want to serve, they want to make a difference. We're, we're working right now to figure out how to have, take them from their year of service in California and connect them directly to a, a job in the new economy and creating that pipeline, that infrastructure, that bridge for them to do it. Uh, but we're also doing it not just in the private sector. We're doing this in the public sector. We are uh, going to be launching a, a large effort with the California Department of Education around creating the next generation of teachers in California. And the hope is, is that our service members, these service members that we're going to be investing in, uh, are going to be really the foundation of that pipeline uh, because they've already raised their hand that they want to make a difference uh, and they, they're, they're gaining experience early in their career and we want them to be the next generation of teachers. So we're thinking about this uh, across the board, um, but there's a lot of work we need to do and we just have to keep investing in it. And are you all also thinking about just beyond service, what does it mean to be a citizen? Or not just a California, but just a, a global citizen? 
Yes, of course. Uh, it's we ask ourselves that that question uh, all the time, and uh, and are constantly uh, trying to answer that question. Um, and obviously, the word citizen has its own connotations, you know, legal statuses that we're we're working through because um, we believe very much in inclusivity inclusivity here in California. Um, and and again, back to the point. Um, I think back to the point maybe I, I brought up earlier, I'd, like, I'd love to go a little bit deeper on, is this idea that everybody has value. Everybody. So we created a program, just to give you a quick example of how we think about this, where uh, that was specifically designed for foster youth who are transitioning out of foster care to do a service program in California where they would spend a year, they would get paid, they would get a scholarship for college, and they would use their experience as a foster, former foster youth to give back and help other foster youth that are starting to transition out navigate society, navigate all the services that are out there, navigate how to transition. We're also doing a big Youth Jobs Corps program where we are uh, helping those who are involved in the justice system uh, to re-entering into society to give them a job that serves. And the message that we, we want to be sending is everyone has something to contribute. And, and a lot of times, if you had a, um, uh, if you had a traumatic background, uh, if you had challenges in your life, that experience is sometimes the most valuable because you now have something to offer somebody else that is inevitably going through the same thing. And what we want to do in this idea of what does it mean to be a citizen, what does it mean to be uh, a responsible member of our society is make sure that we that 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 people know we believe everyone has something to contribute, and the question is, can we create an opportunity for you to contribute in a meaningful way based upon your own life experience? Uh, and we've seen very powerful examples of of how this helps everyone that's engaged in the process. And the question again is now, can we just continue to scale it uh, in a way that 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 everyone can be actively involved in? Yeah, we talk about, you know, safe spaces and brave spaces. And so that, you know, that's kind of what came to mind when you were talking about that. But I want to circle back really quickly to when you were talking about green pathways and all the, the ways you all are thinking forward. Um, are those embedded in your career and technical ed programs or will they be primarily extracurricular experiences? How are you all thinking about that? We're thinking about building in trainings while the service members are going through their experience. So uh, trainings that allow them to graduate or finish their service program with certain credentials, certain certificates that are that have economic value and are going to be able to be used and are going to be valued by employers afterwards. So these are the these are the conversations we're starting now with community colleges, uh, with with groups that are doing apprenticeships um, and and also uh, corporations about how to provide uh, these trainings and these certificates to students or to young people that are going through our service uh, programs. But um, we're pretty new in it. And I'll, I'll just be candid. Uh, it, it's, it surprised me how little uh, work has done, has been done historically of connecting those who serve in the community uh, to an actual job and career. Uh, and so what we're doing is, is saying, again, there's enormous, if you serve and if you're involved in your community, you, there's enormous value to your experience. And what we want to do is layer on top of that experience to get to launch you on a career and get you to continue being able to serve our state. Yeah. And so, 
you you all have the programs and you all have the different experiences. And then how do you then help students to make that leap? Because you're talking about that connectedness isn't always there. So how do you get students to make that leap from I'm having these great experiences and now I want to turn that into a career? What's the best next step? Yeah, we're, again, we're building this. So we're learning. And if you have advice or anyone listening has advice, uh, please reach out to us. But our, our, our thought process is one, uh, at, at a minimum, is connecting and making sure that young people and the people going through our program understand the opportunities that are out there. And just to give you a sense of scale of what we're building in California, over the next couple of years, because of the investments from the governor and the legislature, we're going to have a force of service members throughout California, twice the size of the entire Peace Corps. And so we we're, we have a, a really exciting opportunity and special opportunity here in California to, uh, to basically take tens of thousands of young people and connect them in very, very practical uh, and real ways uh, to corporations who are hiring, to uh, local governments and state agencies that are hiring, to school districts that are hiring. Um, and we need, we, that's the role that we have to play, we think, of actually just making that connection. So for instance, we're holding a job fair for all of our College Corps members uh, before they graduate, uh, where they get, they're going to be exposed to employers who, who are looking to hire them uh, and to give them the opportunity. We're doing, in our, with our Youth Jobs Corps program, uh, there's wraparound services. So this is a Jobs Corps program to provide service opportunities for low-income youth, formerly incarcerated, former foster youth. Uh, and help get, uh, uh, springboard uh, their uh, prof- professional career, uh, hopefully through service. But their entire program has wraparound services around how do you build a resume, leadership training, networking training. Uh, and so we're being very intentional about both building those skills, why the members serving, but then also what we have to build uh, is the community that connects them directly. And, uh, and we're just starting that work now. But we think that has enormous potential and it's actually critical for the future of our state. And Josh, not that you really have time to think about this, but how do you see just the overall program of um, the California uh, volunteer program in general? How do you see that expanding in the future? Well, we hope it expands uh, rapidly and aggressively. Uh, our governor is is very uh, has been very upfront and bold about this. When we launched Climate Action Corps, he says we're creating a, a level of scale of climate action that we hope that has never been done before, and we hope gets replicated around the country uh, and hopefully around the planet. And we've already seen that as many states uh, have since then created their own climate core, and we think a lot more states are going to continue to follow. We think every state should have a college core. We, we have a student debt crisis in this country. We just do. Everyone knows it. It's crippling our, our uh, students that are graduating. It's crippling our economy, um, and it, uh, it, it unnecessarily... Um, affects, we know, uh, black and brown youth. And so we have to deal with this. And we feel like we've come up with a very f- interesting model that happens to be very popular, uh, where you, we help, we'll help you pay for school if you serve your community. Every state should have that. And, we, and we've, we, we've been, um, we've been uh, pleasantly surprised that states are starting to reach out. We hope this conti- these ideas continue to scale. But we just, from a, from a sort of a, a high-level we feel so strongly that this work of investing and creating opportunities for people to serve, especially early in their life, uh, and to understand that what it means to be a Californian or a, an American uh, is, to, is to be connected, is to give back, is to be involved in your community. Creating those opportunities 
is so foundational to our our whole society, our our way of living, our political system. And it's also foundational to how we continue to move forward as a society. Do we continue to move forward uh, isolated and divided and polarized? Or do we continue or do we move forward as a society defined by compassion and community and connection? Answering that question is why we think this work is so important. And, and so we have to scale. We have to go bigger. We need uh, every other state and every other country uh, and, and the rest of the world uh, to follow uh, if we're going to live in that kind of society that we feel so passionate about. And to make this actionable, Josh, when a high school principal is listening to all the great information you're sharing and they say, yes, I want to create a culture of volunteerism in my school, what's the, the best first step or first couple of steps? I love that question, uh, and I hope every I hope we get lots of principals asking themselves that question. Uh, first is uh, you have an, an awesome opportunity, I'll say, as a principal, as a leader of your school, to start to really create a culture of service. To to say to your young people, when we send you out in the world, we don't just expect you to think about how you're going to make money. Uh, we expect you to think about how you're going to help others because that's good for not just the community. That's good for you too. And so and so, what we're going to do. Uh, is start to look into could service be a, a requirement uh, for graduating? Uh, and obviously, we need to make sure there's not barriers. We're not creating extra barriers uh, for students that are that are having challenges. Um, but how do I create a culture service where the students graduating my school understand that what it means to go out into the world is not just about making money? And I think that's been a cultural message that's been sent for decades. We need to reverse that, and we need to say what we expect you to go out. Uh, and, and to live a meaningful and a purposeful life. And if you're going to do that, it's not about the title that you have at work or that your paycheck. It's about what you're doing for others. And, and, and then creating the, actually creating that opportunity for that student to have an experience where they get to, they get to feel the joy, as the Dalai Lama and, and Desmond Tutu calls it, of helping others. Uh, and, and if you can create that opportunity, you can change the lives of your students. Um, but every, and every principal knows that. The, 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 the last thing I'll maybe just say is you have also have, I think, an awesome opportunity as a, as a principal, as a leader of a school, as a superintendent, uh, to say to other leaders, college presidents, create opportunities for our students to be able to serve when they end up graduating high school and going into college that helps them pay for school at the same time. Create that opportunity to your other local elected officials uh, ask them, demand them to invest in creating these opportunities. I think uh, as a principal, you have an enormous platform to speak on behalf of the young people you serve, to say what's best for them and what's best for all society, why this is a win-win, is if we're actually giving them the opportunity to serve in a meaningful way. Which well, I have definitely felt all the joy with this um, interview. Thank you for all the great information that you shared. Thank you for joining us today to talk about um, the notion of service and what it means, not just for California, but to to serve as a global citizen. So thank you for joining us. And a huge thank you to Mason, our podcast producer. Thank you both. So very grateful. Thanks for tuning into the Getting Smart podcast today. We want this podcast to be actionable, insightful, and a great way to learn about what's next in learning. In order to stay on the cutting edge, we need people in the field to tell us what they're hearing, what they're wanting, and what they're needing to learn more about. Got a topic or a guest in mind? Send your recommendations to me, Mason at GettingSmart.com, 
And if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to leave a review in Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. Feel free to share the podcast on social media using the hashtag GSPodcasts. Thanks so much.